Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sondra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Welcome everyone to episode three of Elevate. Today I want to talk about a little microorganism in our body that wrecks havoc and is an underlying issue with many diseases within our body. That is candida. In fact, it's so big, it's one of the top five things I see in my office. Therefore, every patient that walks through my door, I continually check for candida because it's a nasty little critter, but It's an essential little critter. Candida is a fungus that lives within our digestive system. Part of our, what we call the microbiome. Now, for those of you who don't know, the microbiome is this wonderful conglomeration of microorganisms that lives in our digestive system and other areas throughout the body. But it's composed of bacteria, some viruses, some parasites, some fungus and yeast. And their primary role is to aid in our digestion help with the absorption of nutrients into our body as well as produce certain nutrients our body needs. And it's a delicate balance between the 30 trillion cells in the human body and the 39 trillion cells of microorganisms that live in the microbiome. It's a delicate dance. And when that dance gets out of balance, we have a problem. And most commonly when we have a disruption in our microflora. Candida is one of the first things to overgrow and spread throughout the body and wreak havoc. When the gut wall becomes inflamed, whether it be from a food allergy or a food sensitivity or undigested food particle or a pathogen, that gut wall becomes inflamed and porous. You may have heard the term leaky gut or gastrointestinal dysbiosis. Well, by those junctions opening up, those Little buggers can get through the body and wreak havoc wherever they go. The body mounts an immune response to these foreign invaders. And depending on your genetic makeup, if you have a family history of thyroid issues or Hashimoto's disease, well, oftentimes candida can migrate to the thyroid and cause Hashimoto's disease. Or it can go to the joints and cause rheumatoid arthritis or gout. Go to the brain and the spinal cord and cause MS or Parkinson's disease. I've yet to see an autoimmune disease that didn't have candida involved. It's that profound. What are some of the causes of uh, candida overgrowth? Well, number one, a high-carbohydrate diet or excessive sugar in the diet. Basically a shitty diet. Um... Prescription medications such as immunosuppressants, birth control pills, antibiotics are a big one. I mean, one round of antibiotics can totally disrupt your gut and cause a candida overgrowth. Chronic stress is another one. We've got nothing to be stressed out about. Come on, 2021, another great year, huh? I think we can beat 2020. A decreased production of hydrochloric acid within the stomach. You know, the stomach's actually our first line of defense of the pathogens that we ingest and One of the roles of hydrochloric acid is to squelch any bacteria or parasites or fungus that we may ingest. 
And if that hydrochloric acid isn't there in the stomach, well, it can cause a cascade of events all the way down the digestive tract and candida being one of them. Uh, food allergies or food sensitivities can also lead to a candida overgrowth and excessive uh, production of fermented foods. Well, how do I know if I have candida? Well, here's some of the most common symptoms of candida overgrowth. Any type of skin or nail fungal infection, like the skin, it could be um, athlete's foot or jock itch, or someone who's got funky nails, it's usually a fungus. Someone who has extreme fatigue and they're tired all the time. A lot of patients with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia have underlying candida. Any digestive issues such as bloating, constipation, diarrhea, that can be a candida overgrowth. But again, it can also be a hydrochloric acid insufficiency that led to the candida overgrowth. Difficulty concentrating, poor memory, lack of focus, maybe even some ADD and ADHD. Skin issues like eczema, psoriasis, hives, rashes. Uh, from an emotional standpoint, irritability, mood swings, depression, vaginal infections, UTIs, rectal or vaginal itching, that's another one. Uh, someone with severe seasonal allergies or itchy ears. And one, uh, a real fun one is someone who has this enormous, intense, overwhelming craving for sugar. Yes, candida can actually override our hunger mechanisms and craving mechanisms and want sugar. So sometimes with sugar cravings, yeah, there's usually an emotional component. And if we don't address those emotional components, they'll crave sugar. But oftentimes it's just good old-fashioned candida just overriding us, wanting more sugar. Testing the laboratory testing for candida can be done several ways. We can have a blood test where they can do tests for can candida antibodies through uh, total IgG, total IgG, IgA, and IgM antibodies. Make sure you specify you want total antibodies. Uh, from a CBC, which is a complete blood count, a low white blood cell count can sometimes indicate a candida overgrowth. And then someone that shows elevated neutrophil count and uh, decrease in lymphocyte counts can oftentimes be the result of candida. A comprehensive stool test is a good test to check. And then from a urinalysis standpoint, uh, testing for D-arabinitol, that's a word, D-arabinitol, it's a waste product of candida if that's present in the urine. It also indicates candida overgrowth. And how I primarily check for candida is I use uh, muscle testing uh, through applied kinesiology and Neuralink and some of the other techniques I use in the office. I, I use a straight arm test to and cross check it with certain reflex points on the body that have a good strong correlation showing there's a possible candida overgrowth and it's also corresponds really nice with blood work too but oftentimes it's just I've been doing this for 25 years and, you know, when I read the patient intake form and listen to their symptoms and then do some muscle testing, hit some reflex points, I'm pretty confident that when I suspect there's a candida overgrowth. So how do I normally address candida in the office? Well, it's simple, yet it's not. It's simple is basically 
modifying the diet and prescribing the appropriate nutritionals gets wonderful results. The problem is patient compliance. If someone, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, if you if you've got candida, and let's say you have an underlying autoimmune issue, until you change your damn diet, it's not going to go away. I can't emphasize this enough. You have to change your whole life. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your eating habits. You have to look at health a new way. So in my office, when addressing candida, I recommend four primary diets. Most of you that know me, that have been in my office, know that I am a low-carb advocate. Low-carb, no-carb. I am not a big fan of grains, starches, and sugars. That's why I often recommend the paleo diet, the primal diet, keto, and carnivore. I find that those four diets will address most of my patient issues. And when you're dealing with candida, especially someone who has autoimmune diseases, you've got to get the grains out of the diet. Got to get the refined carbohydrates out of the diet, period. If you want to resolve an autoimmune issue, I'm sorry, that bread, that pasta, the rice, that corn is gone. Or you're never going to get better. And you sure as hell won't get rid of the candida. So if you have an autoimmune issue and associated with candida, at the bare minimum, I like the autoimmune paleo protocol, AIP. It's just a modified version of the paleo diet. And you can look it up online. I'm going to do probably two or three podcasts on the four diets that I recommend in the office. But for right now, addressing candida, get the grains out of the diet, get the refined sugars out of the diet, get the vegetable seed oils out of the diet, get the trans fats out of the diet. Those are the big ones. And stick to low carbohydrate, whether it's paleo, autoimmune paleo, primal, keto, or carnivore. Okay, supplements. I like, um, one of the biggest products I use for candida overgrowth is a product called ADP by Biotics Research. It's basically oil of oregano capsules. I usually find one capsule twice a day for, it could be anywhere for four to eight weeks. Sometimes, initially, they may need two capsules twice a day. I see great results with that. A lot of my patients that come to me, they're into essential oils. They either, either do Young Living or doTERRA or some of the others. And usually from an essential oil dosing standpoint, what I find for most people for addressing candida, what tests up the best, and these are for adults, a veggie cap with four drops of tea tree oil and two drops of oil of oregano twice a day work really good. If you don't, if you're into essential oils and you want to go that route, most adults, four drops tea tree oil, two drops oil of oregano twice a day. Uh, kids, it's a little more tricky because they, the oregano and tea tree oil can be real, can burn. Another product that I've been researching and I really like is called Candesist from Balance One. Um, incredible product. I, I think they start out with three a day. I'm actually trying to get that in the office, to stock it in the office, but I've been able to get a hold of the company for some reason. They, don't answer their emails or their phone calls. So anyway, I can still refer patients to order it online. Uh, another thing I'll check, again, I talked about earlier, if the stomach's not producing enough hydrochloric acid, I might put them on betaine, HCL, and pepsin. 
and a lot of times that can clear up candida as well. Not too often do I have to put a patient on a probiotic because I find if you reduce the levels of candida enough in the body and the body's producing enough hydrochloric acid that our gut flora is pretty resilient of bringing itself back in balance and assuming you're eating a clean diet, you know, staying away from the sugars, stay away from the carbs and the starches. But the one probiotic I do recommend is a product called Megaspore Biotic. I believe the website is gomegaspore.com. It's a spore-based uh, probiotic, and that's one of the best ones I've seen on the market. Now I'm going to hit candida from a different angle. We're going to kind of dive into the emotional aspect of it. Oftentimes when someone has a candida infection, their ileocecal valve, that's the valve between the small intestines and the lar large intestines, could be open or actually have a certain emotional block in there. When dealing with candida, the two most common emotions you usually see 90% of the time is rage and hate. So when I'm testing a patient and they have candida and I'm checking their ileocecal valve and I test rage or hate, sometimes both, I ask them, who or what are you hating in your life or where's the rage coming from? They search for a second, ah, you know, like a light bulb pops into their head, you know, above their head. It's this person or it's this memory, it's that. And so using um, some of the techniques I use, whether it be rapid eye technology or neuro-emotional technique or creative emotional wizardry, we are able to tap in and facilitate and free up those energy patterns out of the body. And if you don't address the emotional component, if there's an emotional component and you don't address it, the problem's still going to persist. So in a nutshell, diet, 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 change your diet, change your damn diet, people. Um, like I said, I recommend four main diets, and I'll discuss those on future podcasts, but for right now, the paleo, especially the autoimmune paleo plan, primal diet, that's Mark Sisson's work, and the keto diet, and the carnivore diet. And then again, using either oil of oregano or candacist, checking for hydrochloric acid or the stomach, probiotic if needed, megasporbiotic, and check the emotions of rage and hate and make sure those are clear. That's typically what I do with candida. And I've seen wondrous miracles happen in the office when we get the candida resolved. When we get the patient on their path and they're eating like they're supposed to be eating, they're taking what supplements they need to be taken, they're clearing their emotional issues, great things happen. All right, folks, that's all for today. Our next podcast, I'm going to be addressing type 2 diabetes and how we address that in the office. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, call the office. You can email me. You can Facebook me, Corey Sondra at DC. I look forward to hearing from you again. Have a great day. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the hosts, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any health care decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.